0: The views expressed on The Pickleball Show are not necessarily those of the USAPA.
1: The Pickleball Show is the official podcast of the USAPA, dedicated to growing the sport of pickleball around the country. Show your support and become a USAPA member today. Visit USAPA.org. From Bainbridge Island to the Villages. Pickleball is one of the fastest growing sports in America. Buckeye to Abbotsford. Time out, baby, yeah! St. George to Rochester and all points in between. If you've heard of pickleball or you already play it, then you know. This is the Pickleball Show. This is Deb Harrison
0: of PicklePongDeb.com, and here's the host of the Pickleball Show, Chris Allen.
1: Thank you, Deb, and welcome to the show dedicated to helping you play better pickleball while having even more fun and meeting new friends who share your passion for this great sport. My name is Chris Allen, coming to you today from Asheville, North Carolina. Joined today by two ladies I've been anxious to talk to with Nationals heating up. I want to talk with the hardest working person in pickleball. You know her, you love her from pickleballtournaments.com. The one and only Melissa McCurley. Hey, Melissa.
2: Hey, hey, Chris. Glad to be here. Thank,
1: Thank you. you for making time. I know you're smack dab. Not only is, uh, are you getting ready for nationals? You've got tournaments on your schedule. You've got a full plate as always. Boy, you look at pickleballtournaments.com. You look at the calendar and it's like, when, when is there not a full plate? It's just, it's all year long now
2: all year around. It's uh, really growing all over the country and all over the world uh, quite frankly, so it's an exciting time to be a part of this game, no doubt.
1: Yeah, it really is. And somebody else I've been wanting to talk to for a while here, one of the world's top players, also now the Managing Director of Competition with the USAPA, Christine Barksdale. Hey, Christine. Hey there. I am excited to be talking with you guys today. Well, so glad to have you on the show, and we're going to do a little Nationals pregame here, a little warm-up for for the nationals coming up, and it is coming up November 5th through the 13th at Palm Creek. And I always hear people half the people say Casa Grande, and the other half say Casa Grande. And since you're there in Arizona, Melissa, why don't you give me the official pronunciation?
2: The official pronunciation, drumroll please Casa Grande. <laughs>
1: Casa Grande, no A on the end. Okay.
2: No, no A, no
0: E, no I, O, or U.
1: Gotcha. All
0: right. That's
1: good to know. (laughs) And you're up, are you up in Washington right now, up in the the, the Vancouver area, Christine?
0: I am. I am still up there enjoying this beautiful gray skies of Washington. Uh, Looking forward to a little sun and fun down in uh, Casa Grande, Arizona.
1: There you go. She's the first to pronounce it officially correctly.
0: Well done.
1: Uh, Let's do a little little, uh, get ready section for the people that are actually going to attend Nationals 8 and... And then the people that uh, aren't going to attend for one reason or another, myself included in that, just schedule-wise. I know a lot of people want to be there, but just can't uh, this time, but maybe next year we can. So let's start with the lucky folks who can go. What kind of things should they be on the lookout, Uh, Melissa, if they're playing? uh, What are some, some quick tips to just have them get ready and have the time of their life?
2: Well, the first thing that you want to be sure to do is read through the details that are sent out by the tournament directors for the player information and those things that are critical to understand about going into the venue and playing the tournament. So that's knowing uh, your check-in time, um, knowing your check-in location at uh, Palm Creek and Casa Grande, uh, knowing the day that you actually play, and when you get on site, to get a feel for the venue. Understand the court layout, understand where the brackets are, and understand the technology that's available to you uh, to help you, you know, know your court assignments, know your uh, brackets, and certainly that technology is available on site and also for people through their mobile phones by going to, of course, PickleballTournaments.com. The USAPA does a great job at running the Nationals, and there are people all over the venue uh, are able to help with providing information uh, to players, even if they're seasoned tournament players or even if they're new players that are playing in the Nationals for the first time. Palm Creek uh, partners with the USAPA, the Palm Creek Pickleball Club. They're very seasoned tournament runners uh, as well. They do a couple of large events at their location outside of Nationals. And so uh, in my other tip would be, don't be afraid to ask people questions if you don't understand, because it, it can be overwhelming. Uh, coming into such a large uh, tournament such as Palm Creek with 32 courts and what, Christine,
0: almost 800 players this year? little over 800. We're looking at almost 900. Wow. Yeah.
1: That can be very overwhelming uh, Yeah, to somebody that's walking in with their bag and they're used to playing in their local club with you know maybe two or three courts on a, a Wednesday night or something. You walk in here and yeah, it's pickleball heaven, but there's a price to be paid and that's uh, to know where you need to be and keep track of it and stay organized.
2: Well, and here's my favorite, Chris, if you didn't actually register for nationals, you can't just show up and at the tournament desk and say, "Hey, coach, put me in. Can I play?" Um, <laughs> I've seen this, and Christine's probably seen a lot of things happen too. Uh, people showing up, thinking that they're just showing up to their local home courts, you know, at a national type event, and can say, "You know, hey, uh, you know, put me in." And you can't just pull somebody out of the stands either. If your partner's injured and got hurt and says, "Oh, hey, come on in and take her place," no, you can't do that. All right. So these are real life examples, Chris. So that's why I just <laughs> throw it out there. Um, you know, you talk about how to participate in a tournament. Well that's an example of how not to
1: uh, participate. Now, Christine, as as managing director of competition, this is the ultimate competitive event for pickleball throughout the year. Uh, When you get into town, I I assume that you're going to be playing since you're one of the top players. uh, Are you going to be able to fulfill your role both for the USAPA and for you as a player uh, simultaneously?
0: We're going to find out. <laughs> this is going to be my first year of uh, doing both events, playing events and working the event. So we're going to find out how that goes. It's a, I think it's going to be a new challenge. I've been learning all year since I started that going to a tournament now is is a much different event for me. Not only am I trying to focus and prepare to be out on the court answering questions. You know, a lot of people walk up to me and have just a variety of questions that they're looking to an- for me to answer, so it's going to be an interesting combination for me this year, but I'm excited about it.
2: Well, Chris, I, I've had the opportunity to witness Christine in action and i got to tell you, and she knows I've told her this too, and I've told others just, you know, outside the pickleball show here, she, there could not have been a better selection for this particular role. She is uh, very well experienced and very well prepared to do this type of job, and I've watched her going into tournaments, doing every single job that there is to do, so that she has in that trench, you know, knowledge and not, you know, just kind of flying high in the sky thinking she knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. This lady knows what's going on.
1: Boy, isn't it nice? You can now you can you can take advantage of all those perks that you get from being, you know, uh, like the pickleball show is the official podcast of the USAPA. And it's so nice to have use of the private jet that they have, you know, the <laughs> <Gulfstream>. <laughs> It's so nice just to be able to fly around to these tournaments, and not have to drive anymore and then and then plus all the the condos and the townhouses that they have in the in the different areas that you can go to and stay. It's just it really is nice. So
0: <laughs> you you nailed that exactly. Melissa and I were just discussing what bottle of wine we were going to drink on the jet to our next
1: event. Yeah, they call it, yeah. the, the nickname for the jet, if you don't know, is Dink Force One. And uh, they send Dink, Dink Force One around to, to, you know, shuttle shuttle those that are involved with the USAPA at a certain capacity. You know, they, they just fly us around and it's just a big party in the sky all the time. And... Uh, yeah. Do you believe that? I've got some property in Casa Grande to sell you. So now what um, I know that uh, the weather is always a factor for people that aren't used to the, the, the desert in terms of the vast swing in temperature. You know, it can be hot in the morning and then it can be cold, you know, super cold at night. Um, what do you recommend for getting acclimated to the climate? Because that can really affect a lot of top players that are coming in from around the world that uh, don't know how to prepare for it.
2: That's a, a good question because it, it typically is pretty chilly uh, in the morning and then it warms up, you know, to a nice normal temperature. So I don't know that it, in, at least in my mind, and Christine can probably speak better to this because she, you know, gets to play much further in a draw than I'll ever play. But the weather's really a factor. Maybe sometimes the wind uh, at this time of year. So it's really just nice weather, if you will. It may be a bigger transition just for people who are indoor players transitioning to outdoor play. I don't
0: know. What do you say, Christine? I really do try to focus on keeping hydrated, it's a huge portion of the day you hear so many people just don't simply don't drink enough fluids. Mm-hmm. Um so even several days before the event I hydrate, I prepare Day of event in a desert environment. You were talking. Sometimes it's a little cooler in the morning. I'm going to be layered probably in the morning. Maybe have a jacket or a sweatshirt on so that as the day goes on, then you know I can accommodate change with the changing temperature of the day. But yeah, you know, hydration is is huge. Um, Sodium. You know, you need all of that to have a good long day on the pickleball courts.
1: Definitely uh, up your hydration, and not just when you arrive, but uh, you can you can start you know hydrating and. And pre-hydrating, I know Morgan Evans mentioned that he starts two weeks prior and making sure that he's just super hydrated uh, leading up to a big tournament like this where he knows he's going to be expending a lot of energy and uh, generating a lot of heat.
2: Yeah, that's such a good point. And I know for me, Chris, and this is how much I had to learn. I, I was hydrating myself with Dr. Pepper between matches. <laughs> I mean, what a genius! <laughs> Just to learn, caffeine's a dehydrator. So
1: let's go. Let's move on now to the uh, for the uh, folks that aren't able to attend nationals, and uh, what can they expect? I always get a ton of emails this time of year. Uh, people saying, "Tell me about the streaming. Tell me how I can see it. Oh, you know, make sure that I you know, I'm able to see." Uh, my favorite you know, matches and the gold medal matches and is it going to be live? Is it going to be delayed and all that stuff?
0: What we're going to be offering this year is, is about six hours of coverage each day. We are hoping, you know, on each open day, so Friday, Saturday and Sunday, we have um, scheduled hopefully to be able to cover the men's and women's open doubles as well as senior open doubles. We're mm-hmm. hoping to cover all of that in that six hours. On Friday, our live coverage starts at four, Saturday at four, and Sunday again at two o'clock. So we're hoping to be able to hit all
1: that. That is great. And I think that is expanded coverage because I believe it was fewer than six hours last year. But here's the big question and the big hang up uh, that happened last year was everybody was saying when, when people would throw out times, People were were uh, on the chat boxes and everything. They were like, "Well, what? I mean, is it is it Arizona time? Is it Eastern time? What time are we talking about here when you when you talk about times?"
0: That is a great question. Each day, the times that I just quoted were all Eastern Standard Time.
1: Okay, Eastern, because people are last year. People were tuning in early. They were tuning in late because they they you know one thought it was the other. So when we talk about times this year, we're talking Eastern time. Correct. Okay. Great.
0: And for, you know, if they want to check and stay current, they can visit the USAPANetwork.com in their web browser, and it will give them updates on the schedule. Okay. And that is also where they can go and view the video.
1: Perfect. And we'll link to that in the show notes for this episode. And uh, you'll be able just to click right over there and check it out. And will those have commentators or will they just be raw feeds or some of each? They are going to have commentators. Okay, Cool. Boy, yeah. you, everybody, the, I'll tell you who set the bar very, very high is uh, the trio of Melissa McCurley, Stephanie Lane, and Dave Weinbach. Was that at TOC when you guys, I think you were just doing like a Facebook live stream for that, but the three of you were just awesome together, Melissa.
2: Yeah, it was the Tournament of Champions, and we uh, did do some live feeds through Facebook on the USAPA's Facebook page, and it was very well received. People seemed to really enjoy that. So as a result, uh, there's a small team, and Dave and Stephanie, myself, are a part of it, as as well as C.J. Germstad and John, who do a, a fantastic job as well, All right. under the direction, really, of Bob Nybarger and uh, Kevin Curley to bring some more Facebook live-streaming. Uh, throughout the uh, nationals this year as well.
1: Oh, that would be great. Yeah, the three of you were just a pleasure to to listen to and It
2: was a lot of fun and they were a lot of fun to work with too. You should have seen us huddled up on a small bleacher just above the courts behind my cell phone. Um, <laughs> we definitely need some better
0: technology.
1: <laughs> uh, Wayne Mugley, is his uh, is he going to make his services available uh doing some color commentary?
0: We have quite a bit of color commentary coming from Brian Staub out of Florida.
1: Yeah, yeah, Brian mentioned he's going to he he's gonna to be it. doing
0: some of the color commentary for the events and i'm uncertain who else is on the agenda right now
1: Oh, that's great. We've got a new uh, a new catchphrase here in, in my house uh, that is based on Brian Staub. We just wrapped up Pickleball Summit in Indianapolis, and we're lucky enough to have Brian as one of the pros. And uh, he and I were riding to a restaurant. We got a great spot right in front of the restaurant. And I was parallel parking, and I'm pulling in, and, and Brian's talking about something else. And I pull in, and I can feel this is going to be an excellent parallel park. This is really going to be good. And I pull in, and I feel the back tire just touched the curb and then I pull in and the front tire is just touching the curb and he's in mid-sentence but he stops when that front tire touches and he goes, oh no you did not just do that <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like a guy thing. You know, a guy a guy can really appreciate a good parallel park. It just cracked me up for him to stop and be so aware of it to go, "Oh no, you did not just do that." And uh so now here in my house whenever we do anything like ball up a piece of paper and you know ring the trash can with it, it's, "Oh no, you did not just do that."
2: <laughs> now, this was just before you went inside the bar and he had his Bud Light with the umbrella in it, right?
1: Yes, with the yeah, the Bud Light lime which I Actually, is very good. I have to tell you, I have to, I have to come to Brian's defense here because I got a six pack of it because I thought, you know, I'm trying to be an accommodating host and stuff. And uh, boy, I had it chilled. It was like one half of degree above frozen. It was super, super chilled. And um, we broke it out uh, after the summit was over on Sunday night. It was good. It was good stuff. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. So
2: nice, mm-mm, nice try, <laughs> both of you getting your man card pulled for this one. So. <laughs> uh-uh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to have to, I guess I'm going to have to call in some reinforcements here. I have to get Brian back on the line and uh, help me out here. Now, what about the actual uh, players? Anybody that's uh, maybe just burst onto the scene? I mean, this time last year, how many people had heard of Sarah Ansbury? I don't think a whole lot of people uh, and now she's, you know, I mean, some could say the face of the league, any up and comers, any people to be on the lookout for Melissa, you've kind of seen, I guess, uh, more behind the scenes in terms of uh, people coming up through the ranks very quickly uh, based on pickleballtournaments.com or, you know, tennis players that are jumping over right away.
2: yeah you know, the two people that come to mind immediately for me, is, uh, Lucy Kovalova and Matt Wright. Mm-hmm. Um, they came out of nowhere with that
1: what's there are they tennis they have a tennis background or what's the story
2: yes they both have tennis backgrounds they're out of uh, wichita kansas and that's that's where their uh, home play is they showed up on the scene uh, at least on my radar for the first time at the u.s open last year and just
0: caught everybody uh, by surprise so that's a tough duo there yes i was fortunate to play with lucy at the u.s open um it was her first tournament ever and a uh, kind of cute story is she helped the opponents you know she's like oh you guys are on the wrong side <laughs> before they serve i said lucy that's sweet very sweet but normally in a tournament we don't tell people that <laughs> but she it was her keep first it to tournament experience until we get
1: the point and then we can tell them yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay maybe maybe we should all follow lucy's lead though yeah. help our opponents
1: yeah that's but, very uh, yeah sportsman it, it was
0: great experience another partner that i was fortunate to play with at the u.s open was uh katherine she's a prodigy of uh, simone out of michigan state Phenomenal player. She's got great hands and she can dig out ball after ball after ball with just phenomenal touch.
1: With that last name, Paranto, is she related to Steve Peranto?
0: She is not. She actually still has the French spelling, so it's T-E-A-U, so she is not. But if you talk to Steve... His spelling was originally that. So he's convinced in some past history they were related. Oh, I
1: bet. Yeah, We'll get Ancestry.com on the case and we'll find, <laughs> find a relative somewhere. Right? <laughs> oh, I've got to thank Steve Peranto again for his invention of the ball picker upper. You get the the 5-foot tube, the 3-inch uh, diameter tube at, yeah, at the, your home improvement store and then put some zip ties in there. Man, that thing has saved my back so many times.
0: It's a great device. I was excited the first time I saw too. I'm like, this is awesome.
1: Yeah, I love that thing. Now, speaking of equipment, I know at uh, Tournament of Champions, they use the Pure 2 ball. And then at uh, Nationals, they're going to stick with the DuraFast 40 ball. What's your take, Melissa, on the differences and how to be best prepared for them?
2: This was an interesting analogy that was given to me actually by Simone. And I think I may have uh, talked to Christine about this a little bit as far as adapting um, play to the ball that you're going to be using. Mm -hmm. And so the comment was the Pure 2 ball, as much like as a tennis player playing on a clay court surface. It's just slower and the rallies go longer. So your preparation and your conditioning for that might be different than, let's say, the DuraFest 40, which plays more like what tennis players would say as on a hard court surface.
1: Well, that's great. Um, what about any anybody else? Well, you mentioned uh, Simone, and uh, boy, she's there. you think maybe this might be her year?
2: Uh, well, certainly I would expect to see her in the finals in in every event that she is playing in. Um, you know, it, I think she's playing with uh, Corinne Carr again in the women's doubles. And then uh, Sarah Ansbury is uh, partnering up with Christine McGrath. So, you know, you guys are hearing it here first. I know I'd like to tell everybody that I would be there, but my prediction is that we would have Simone and Corinne uh, playing against Sarah and Christine in the final.
1: All right. And, and and Simone, that is the way to pronounce her name, because it's kind of like Casa Grande. I got half the people saying Simone and then the other half saying Simone, but she prefers Simone? Correct. Gotcha. All right. We're just we're cleaning up pronunciations all across the board here. One thing I wanted to ask you, uh, Christine, a uh, comment that Gigi Lamaster made Last year, after she and Sarah won the uh, the Women's Open doubles finals, she said that she thinks that she will probably be the last person to come up through the ranks, you know, be a 3-0, 3-5, 4-0, 4-5, and then a 5-0. Uh, she thinks she's probably the last person to win nationals that did that, that that from now on, they're pretty much going to come in at five o and and dominate. I was wondering what your take on that was.
0: You know, that's an interesting comment that I had never heard from Gigi, but I think she might be right. With the number of tennis player converts or table tennis converts we're seeing coming into the sport, I think a lot of them are going to start at a four five five zero level and proceed from there. She might be making a, a true statement on that.
1: Where did you come in? Did you come up through the ranks like Gigi did?
0: I did not. I was a tennis player convert, uh, so I started. I think I self-rated at a 4.0 and, you know, moved to 5.0, you know, in a relatively short amount of time.
1: Now, is it putting you on the spot, Christine, to ask who you are maybe dreading uh, facing off against uh, in in your uh, brackets?
0: It's me, Chris. It's me. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was just getting ready to say. I'm scared of Melissa McCurley. Yeah.
1: (laughs) In the men's, anybody that's a, a real up-and-comer that uh, or a team that you think is going to be just super formidable this year?
2: I think the Dawson brothers um, are certainly ones to look out for. They were in the final and tournament of champions, and uh, so they'll just continue to get better and better. They did uh, get second place there, and also we saw a couple of brothers. Um, these and these are all uh, people from California. And Tyler and Brandon Loong. So mm. uh, some others to look out for. Uh, Ty McGuffin is another, certainly on the single side of the house. And then, you know, a couple of the women that are standing out in my mind right now are uh, Cammie McGregor. Uh, she is one that uh, has has stood out in some of the tournaments, uh, along with um, Jennifer Dawson as well. So those are just some names that are coming to my mind as I think about some of the, the tournaments over the, the past few months.
1: Well, it's exciting. And we're looking forward to it. Again, it's November 5th through the 13th. 13th usapa nationals eight palm creek casa grande arizona and uh, we'll look forward to seeing both of you ladies out there again it's melissa mccurley from pickleballtournaments.com and christine barksdale managing director of competition for the usapa ladies thank you so much today and look forward to seeing you out there and on the courts
0: thank you chris thank you chris i'm looking forward to being there and enjoying the environment
1: and i'd like to thank you for joining us today as well hey have you gotten your copy of the top 10 tips from Pickleball's three greatest coaches? Coach Mo, Deb Harrison, Prame Carnot, all together in one quick study guide that will definitely take your game to the next level. It's totally free. You don't need a credit card. All you need is an email address. Head over to freepbxclub.com and we'll send it to you right away. That's freepbxclub.com. You can email us anytime. Also, mail at pickleballshow.com. We'd love to hear from you. Question, comment, whatever you got. Also, head over to iTunes. Hit that subscribe button. You'll never miss an episode. And if you feel it's appropriate, please leave us a five-star review. That helps boost us up in the rankings and makes it a lot easier for people to find the show i'm chris allen this is the pickleball show and until next week keep them low